0: start recording. We have video, we have audio. Welcome to No Instructions, episode number four. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're doing it again. We've done, if you're watching or listening, you have no idea, but we've done these like back to back like three days in a row.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun because we were like, how often do we want to do this? You're like, I don't know. We don't want it to be a thing we're tied to. And then it's if there's a spare moment, they're like, you want to go record a podcast?
0: Well, it's like, you know, we get to play Legos. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. And we're trying to get a few in the can yep and to get our our pace down Mm -hmm. get our our thing the rhythm the rhythm the rhyme um and and um and i don't know what i was gonna say whatever i'm working on today this is a a little set of the ghost from star wars rebels and this was sent by our friend brandon thank you brandon he knew that i wanted the big set of this, which I never got until a few days ago, dun, dun, dun. and so he sent this little one, and it was one apparently that he already did, so that's even nicer, because it's like a set that he already had.
1: Unless he didn't like, wash his hands after he went to the that's bathroom.
0: That's super gross. Yeah, that's probably not the
1: case. We'll go with the assumption that he is a hygienic person, and yeah, you're not going to get Ebola.
0: Hopefully. Ah, anthrax oh, is a little, everywhere. All a right. little bit Ebola. What are, you, <laughs> what are you working on?
1: I'm still trying to... So, to put together the rescue helicopter, the Lego Technics rescue helicopter um, that we talked about last episode. I've opened all of the bags. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12 different bags. And I only got to like step 17 because I was trying to hunt through the pieces <laughs> and trying to not be ridiculously loud while we're recording. So I've pre opened all the bags and I have uh, a cockpit and some seats pilot
0: yeah. co it definitely looks further along i came mm-hmm. in this morning because i was late and josh was in here just building <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so with that which
0: i can't blame you i mean you know uh, I, yeah. this was a
1: first for me and i was legitimately kind of what was a first uneasy it was a first for me to build a to start a lego set and then stop right. i've never done that before okay and it made me very uncomfortable
0: it made you uncomfortable, or were you just excited to continue on about it?
1: No, it made me uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. It bothered me. I thought about it hmm. later that night, because I knew that you and Jenny were going on a date, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I could just go back while they're not there. I can sneak in and get and my fix. Put my Lego. Like, I've never... I guess I'm a completist, and I, I've always done... Even the, the biggest set... I think the biggest set that I've done was the Millennium Falcon. It was like 1,200 pieces. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a... Everybody leave me alone. <laughs> you did that all in one sitting? Yeah. Really? Wow. I so, can't not do
0: it in one sitting. It's you- a puzzle. Well, you can, because you just did. And I didn't like it. But it's a thing like, so we were talking about this offline, I think. Or maybe it was the first one. I don't know. Um, I have the big Snowspeeder set. Mm-hmm. I've had it for a long time, and I don't want to crack it open, kind of, because I don't want to finish it. It's weird. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> done with it. But... Um, so it's like, it's easy for me to push that off and not do, um, not, not get to that one. Ooh, look at that little yeah, movie thing. That's cool. For if you're, if you're uh, listening and not watching the video on YouTube, whoop, whoop. look, he's got moving landing gear. Oh, in case you're just listening to this, we do make a video mm-hmm. of us, so you can see what we're working on Right, right. and, uh, it goes on YouTube and that will be not on the main. I like to make stuff channel, but on the. I like to make stuff too. Yep. channel second channel where there's like behind the scenes type stuff occasionally whenever we get to that man, it's, weird. it's been a while. We we're, we've dropped the ball on that, but it's like, we're busy all the time. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, what I was saying was I got into the habit of, Oh, my kids are home. So you may hear noises <laughs> above us. Sorry. That's just the way it goes. That happens. Um, we didn't plan well. We just decided to do this real quick. So several years ago, uh my family would buy me big sets of legos as like christmas birthday father's day perfect gifts exactly because like i mean there's not much else i'm really super interested in then i don't get for work right? right it's like i buy tools for work um and so this that's like now the thing they get me a big set so I, and I end up with these big sets over time and the only time that i've ever had enough time to sit down and work on them is at night after the kids go to bed I'm sitting down with my wife in front of the tv or we're just hanging out and so I'll pull out at one of these big sets and it's too much to do in that little Mm -hmm. gap of time so it's like well I'll do bag number one and then a couple nights later I may get it back out and do bag number two and so I got into the habit of that's how I do them now it's been a long time since I've sat down with a big set start to finish and finish the whole thing I mean that sounds fun it's not like I don't want to do that but I also kind of like stretching it out you know and it like takes a little while takes a couple of weeks to like get to the whole thing you might like it well being here give it a chance
1: being here and working with you has taught me patience for things yeah that sounds like a backhanded compliment no it's (laughs) well (laughs) it's personal growth okay uh i'm a very impatient person i want to get stuff going and i want to get it done and i want to rush to the finish because i don't know how long i have to invest in something
0: so Hmm. I want to
1: get it and I want to see it finished so I can move on to the next thing because I don't know what's going to stop that progress and it could stop perpetually. So if I have a moment or if I have time, I'm going to try to sprint my way through something and then enjoy it when it's finished. Hmm. Um, but like the house. So we bought a house living here in Kentucky now. And before, when we were in the military, we had to move every three years. So as soon as you got in, you unpacked your stuff, you made it your home, you painted some walls, you did the stuff, and then you undid all that and you packed up and you moved again. Oh, okay. And so you had to got rush you. and, like, if you wanted to enjoy your time, you had to get it quick. Right. And so I, I hmm. had to stop and convince myself that me putting this Lego set down was
0: growing in that aspect. Like settling into a place?
1: Yeah, like you if there's anything i'm supposed to learn while while we're here in this phase of life is to to slow down and be purposeful and like huh. do things diligently and you don't have to do everything all at one time where it's overwhelming right interesting but i have n- i never thought that that would apply to a lego set yeah. <laughs> and i don't like it well So I'm going to be over here in odd hours
0: putting together a helicopter. (sighs) What is all that noise downstairs while I'm trying to sleep? And he's down there like emptying bags. Pop
1: and Josh released 20 episodes of their podcast
0: (laughs) on their launch day. (laughs) How is that possible? They're impatient and they like to play. That's what it is. These little sets are, for me, these little sets are good for that because it's like, it's not a tiny set. I mean, it is pretty small, but it's not like five minutes worth of like junior Lego build. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, a good 20, 30 minutes of, especially with conversation, it's like easy to make it take a little bit more time. Right. And then you get like kind of a cool squat little ship. You have a little
1: fellow to the ghost that's going to show up. So you have.
0: Yeah. A little tiny one. The micro ghost and then the giganto ghost. So we ordered, uh, we got to talking about this ahead of time. In case you don't know this, in case we haven't put this out there, this entire podcast is a reason for us to make buying toys a business expense. <laughs> that's not okay. obvious. Yeah. That's not the entire purpose. But right. It is a really, really, a d- really good. There's a deeper just-
1: meaning to it. <laughs> but that's, that's the surface benefit.
0: That is a benefit. Yeah, let's put it that way. So All anyway, right. the other day we were talking about it. And like how that the big ghost set is one that I always wanted. I really like Star Wars Rebels, which we need to talk about at some point because okay. you haven't seen. I haven't seen as much, much as of it, seen. right? Yeah. OK, it's really good, but it's a cool ship. It plays into uh, a lot of that. It's in Rogue One. Did you know this? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's like I saw it. Pew, there it goes. Oh, look, that was the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so we got to talking about this and I was like, man, it's got to be on eBay. It is. And it is. And it's kind of expensive, but um, it's a big set. So I did I got that, and then we went on vacation. And then we were just right before we hit record. I, I was like, why hasn't that thing shown up yet? Turns out they tried to deliver it while we were gone, and now it's sitting at the post office. So that's a bummer.
1: Or I was here and I received it and I went home and built it. Ooh. There's always that possibility.
0: There is that. Um so on top of these sets, and like we, we teased the Voltron thing last time, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of other sets that are really interesting. Um, I also have, and really the reason that I wanted to do this was not necessarily to buy new sets all the time, but all of those big sets in my family. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, to chip away at the backlog. The backlog. All those big sets in my family has bought me throughout the years. I used to build them, and I would put them up in our living room on this big built-in shelf thing that I had. I'd put them all the way up on top so the kids couldn't get them. They were just like showpieces. <laughs> I'm a jerk, dad. Sure. So um, when we moved, they had to come apart. And so I took all of like the big Millennium Falcon, not the giant one, the crazy one, but Millennium Falcon, um, X-Wing, the Y-Wing and not the not the Y-Wing, the uh, U-Wing. There's a whole bunch of them. Yep. And I had to break them all down and dump them into bags so that we could move with them. And so since we moved over a year ago, actually, you know, we moved here a year yesterday. Oh yeah. A year ago yesterday. Oh. Um, all those have been in bags and I haven't had any time to rebuild them because we've been renovating and getting the shop set up and you know, all this stuff. So now I've got all those sets that I get to go back and make again, but it's funny. You were talking about the, you know, not having numbers on the bags. Mm-hmm. All of those sets are now not going to have numbers on the bags. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cause I dumped them all in one, oh. I mean each set in a Ziploc. So that's kind of fun though. Like I,
1: It'll and I assume that you do too. Like I keep all the instruction manuals. Oh yeah. So last night I was. I talking. have every
0: manual from every set I've ever gotten in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a super nerd.
1: Well, I have all of my like my treasured sets, like you do, hmm. but I have mine in my closet, and we had you know big shelves and where the kids couldn't destroy them with a laser yeah. grid and spikes, so the kids can get to <laughs> the motion sensors. So I was trying to remember. Uh, the sets that I had and I have I like Technic sets that's kind of why I'm doing this one so I have the Technic Fireplane which is awesome because oh, it has cool. moving ailerons one. yeah I have the Technic um, Excavator it's got like the bu- the claw bucket thing and the tank treads mm-hmm. I have Wally. I have uh, the Millennium Falcon and a couple of other ones like in this tote that moved from my closet to my closet now and they're mostly intact but I had all of the um, the instructions but when Deacon started to amass, like, I say his own in quotations, his own collection of Legos, he would, I would build them, we would play with them for a second, then he would just smash them. Mm-hmm. And we had the really nice four-walled Knight's Castle that was cool and a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, one day I had, like, a really just crappy day at work, and I went into his room, and it was just Legos just in the, in the hoard, and I had all of the instruction manuals, and I put together all, like, 15 sets that were just smushed all in the hodgepodge of Mm. individual pieces and cleaned it all up. And my wife came in, and I was, like, still in my work clothes. She's like, are you okay? (laughs) I'm
0: like... I can't "Uh, find this one piece. Back off. Leave me alone.
1: No, it worked out perfectly. And every Mm. set was redone, and I just, like, took a breath and immediately felt better about the world, Hmm. and everything was good. And then, like, ten minutes later, I think he destroyed them all. But that's besides the point. But, like, not having... Like, this this, pe- this set right now, I like it. it. It scratches that treasure hunter itch because I'm not sure which pile these pieces are in. Yeah, yeah. And so it's probably, it's definitely gonna take longer because it's not as spelled out as those sets normally would be. And it's a little louder
0: because <laughs> they're all in these bags. Crinkly bags. I like it. Yeah. Oh, check this out. Mm-hmm. New thing we've never done before. Look what I got. Ooh, comic books. Comic books I found on eBay... I don't know why I just was randomly like, oh, I wonder if I could find any of the original Star Wars comics on eBay episode or episode issue number three mm. and issue number four. I have issue number one already from when I was a kid. Not it's not this size. It's it's like <laughs> this big, like 18 inches by 12 inches or like something. a Waldo book? It's like a really big book. We had my parents were really good about getting us Star Wars stuff and like keeping it. I don't know why. Maybe they knew it was going to be big or something. But we all got that big comic. Mm-hmm. And then we all got the Empire comic, which has a really cool cover on it. Um, so I have the first one. And now I have three and four. So i got to see if I can find two at a reasonable price. These were really inexpensive. This is not like a expensive thing. And they're not boarded. They're just in bags. But they're in pretty good shape. And they're super yellow just because mm-hmm. old comics are. Well, yeah, they're going to be but there's no big tears or anything. The so Daisy BB gun. Yeah. Adds. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go back and read these to see how they're different, because every time you have like a comic adaptation, you know, there's always some stuff to- like on the front of this one, of the fourth one, it has Obi-Wan saying, no, Luke. And then Luke saying, here I stand, though I may die. I don't know about that. So it may not even follow the story. I don't know. Hmm. Did you ever read any of the Star Wars comics? I did not. So they, they got really weird really quickly. I could see that. There was in like the six seven uh, issue range, there they got this giant green bunny as a friend. <laughs> uh huh. And I I I don't think it was Bucky O'Hare, but it, maybe it was Bucky O'Hare. Maybe that's where he Ooh. came from. But it looked like Bucky O'Hare, the uh-huh. giant green bunny. Right. And he's like a space dude. And just hanging out with the rest of the Star Wars people. And it became normal that he was just a part of the crew. Or not the crew, but, you know, he was a part of the story very quickly. So I never really read any of those, but I think my brother had a couple of them.
1: Did you see that our pal Daryl created, or uh, he 3D modeled and printed the Bucky O'Hare space I, did, I did see that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I started thinking about it. Huh. Man, I am missing pages. Missing pages? These pages are stuck together. And I was like, what in oh, the world are we doing? That's I a guess- bad thing. Yep.
0: Bad thing to miss.
1: All right. Um, What else? I have a question. Okay,
0: question. What's the largest Lego set that you've
1: built? Oh, Um. because I want to see if it's just some weird neurotic thing that I have where I can't do a multiple day build. Is it because of the scale of things I've been working on, or is it just my lack of patience? You're just crazy, I think. Um,
0: No, I think it's probably the, the Millennium Falcon. I think we probably have it, the same one. Yeah, come with so. Vader
1: and Leia and everybody. Mm, I don't know about that. Mine came with a set of minifigs. It was a whoa, somewhat no, recent one. It wasn't the Force Awakens. It was one before
0: that. So it has the the circular radar dish. Okay, I think mine is the Force Awakens one. Maybe has the rectangular one. I think it's been a while since I did it. It's, it's ex- almost
1: exactly the same. Yeah, except for those things. And I think the minifigs that come with it. Mine has Han and
0: Chewie, uh, Luke. Darth Vader, Leia, three, three. I honestly don't remember who comes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I think that's the biggest one that I've ever done. I did see. We went to the Lego store uh, when I got the um, the Snowspeeder one. We were in the Nashville Lego store, and they had the giant nine hundred dollar yeah. Millennium Falcon in mm-hmm. the case. And when I was checking out, I was like, "Man, I would love to have that thing. It's just crazy." And he was like, "Oh, we don't have any in stock. It's you know." I said, "Well, how many of those do you sell?" And he said, once a month, around once a month, we get a shipment in of, I think he said 24 of them. And they sell out before lunch <laughs> every single time. Isn't that unbelievable? That's, I mean, it's a $900
1: yeah. Lego set. And this is one thing that, I, I mean, Legos are expensive. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a, a luxury item, especially as an adult. But if you're going to buy your kid like a $900 toy, that they're eventually going to break apart. Do you think anybody's actually bought
0: their kids that set?
1: Um, like dad sure or somebody did? Yeah, probably I, has. Probably. My dad should. I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> hey, dad. Dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> well, well, is, well, is that the biggest set you've ever done?
1: Yeah. Because hmm. it's. I looked it up yesterday, and it's twelve hundred and some change pieces. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, pieces. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about the cost has gone up. Oh no no no.
1: Well, because they made so many variants of that, and they have the bigger one, I think demand yeah. for that smaller one probably is not as high. Yeah, that's probably true. So you can probably find it for cheaper. Um, Did did you do a lot of models growing up? I did some. My impatience, I think this is a nice common thread, uh, Lego will snap together and be its thing right then. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of models, but was, I would not wait for the glue to dry, mm-hmm. so stuff would... like set a little off oh yeah be a little crooked yep i did a lot of airplanes because i'm big into airplanes Mm -hmm. so i did like some harriers and some f14s and i was huge into top gun so anything that i could find and i lived in an air force base most of my life so to have my own smaller representation of these cool things that like flew over my head when you're in elementary school was super fun yeah but i would go for not quite the like snap type ones like one level above that yeah that required glue
0: but there's a lot of those now that are really nice kits that are snapped together um a lot of the bandai like the japanese ones um are fully snapped together and they look amazing and they're really really detailed it's not like you have two halves and you just snap them together it's Mm -hmm. like i did a um uh trooper uh speeder bike guy Mm -hmm. and it was the bike and the guy and it's all posable after it's done.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's, that's they're amazing for a model kit.
0: And, and it took me forever to do that set. Because, you know, like, it's not just like the guy's white arm or two halves of the white arm. It's the guy's white arm and then like the little black piece that's the elbow patch that sticks through. And that's wrapped in a joint so that you can flex the arms. And I mean, they're really, really detailed.
1: And oh, so I that, have that later set. Oh, yeah. Which will which will nice. be revealed on the show, hopefully. Someone soon.
0: That was cool to do a model that way because there wasn't the permanence or the impatience of the gluing yeah. stuff, but it was still really complex, and so it was a, a fun thing to do. Have I ever told you the story about the space shuttle with my brother? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't think I've told it uh, out here yet. Yeah. So no, you haven't. I haven't? Not on this show. Okay. So um, my brother used to do a lot of models, seven years older than me. So I was the annoying little brother that would get into his room while he was at school and mess with all his stuff and he's super patient it was super patient still is so i would go in and mess up his models he had a lot of star wars models i would screw them up the one that i really remember was a space shuttle and i don't remember which one it was but it was one of the um you know the revel kits space shuttle and so i like went in there and he had started it And I went in one day and just like, I'm gonna finish this for him for some particular reason. So I glued everything together. It was horrible. Nothing was right. I didn't wait for anything to dry. I may have even tried to paint stuff before the glue was dry. I don't know, totally ruined it. And he got so mad, but he didn't like beat me up or anything like a normal Mm -hmm. big brother would do. Like, I don't remember anything other than him just being like, I'm angry. I could see Bill doing that. And I'm just like, oh no, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Show him (laughs) through. So a few years ago, I was thinking about that, and he never said another word about it for the rest of our lives. And uh, I I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I wonder if I could find that that set. So I went on eBay, found the exact same model kit model kit in the box. The it was unput together. You know, the cellophane was not on there anymore, but it was everything was there. Mm-hmm. It was like twelve bucks or something. So I bought it and gave it to him for his birthday or for Christmas one or the other I don't remember and I just wrapped it I didn't say anything about it and when he opened it up he just started laughing <laughs> he knew exactly why I'd given it to him uh, anyway I saw a couple days ago he actually finally did the model oh cool yeah he put it together I love the space shuttle it's pretty cool
1: yeah man for an 80s and 90s kid like the space shuttle was it like I have the Saturn V rocket and I have the love for like original astronaut stuff and so you always rag on me about movies. One of the movies that's in my easy top three okay. is The Right Stuff. Have you seen The Right Stuff? I Story? have
0: long time ago, but yes, okay. I have, and I did enjoy it a lot. Holds up.
1: It's funny where really? it should be funny. It's historically somewhat accurate-ish. It's got a lot of famous <laughs> people in it. Accurate-ish. Yeah. I love that movie. And so I have, like, the love of the, of the rockets, and then Apollo 13 came out, and I had, like, the mm-hmm. Pog set that you could go to Hardee's and get all the pieces and— they um, had an that,
0: apollo 13 pogs yeah pogs
1: were after me yeah pogs were after you but they were it was i was on i had pogs let's okay. just say i had pogs <laughs> i was too old to have pogs but i had pogs, yeah um but you could go to hardy's and you could get like sections of the saturn 5 rocket that would hold all your pogs oh wow yeah huh. i had it it was super cool so now when the lego set came out i immediately bought it which is going to take a while to put together but the space shuttle was like it was current.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: and then I saw space camp. Did you see space camp?
0: Uh, yeah, like right when it came out.
1: I saw space camp when I was of the age where I could be in space camp. Hmm. And I asked my parents if I go to space camp. I fill out the application. Like I researched really? it. It was five hundred bucks and they were like, no you're not going to space camp. Like I don't have the money for that. There's three of you. Like hmm. and we so we don't
0: all have to go to space camp. Yeah.
1: And so like that that movie And that whole, like, environment, like, Mm -hmm. set up my trajectory for life. I'm like, what do I have to do to fly on the space shuttle?
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: I was in school. I'm like, I'm going to be an engineer. They're like, okay, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to fly on the space shuttle. And they're like, well, we don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, I'm going to join the Air Force and then fly and then magically just become an astronaut somehow. And when I was at UCF. Yeah, I know. Right? You just kind of walk up and ask real nice.
0: Can I be an astronaut, please?
1: I got to see the... I think it was a Space Shuttle Endeavor launch at night. Hmm. It was amazing. And then they retired the program. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it, it killed me. Huh. Hmm. But I always thought that somehow if I was near Cape Canaveral in some fashion as a young kid, like I could space camp-esque. <laughs> Sneak like, on. Hitch a ride. And then yeah. become invaluable and save the day. Maybe get a Medal of Freedom. <laughs> I don't know how loose they are with those, but. it Sounds about right. Yeah. And when I was in the aerospace engineering program, it was in 2003. Ah. Oh so no. it was a hundred year or it was a 90 or 100 year centennial of our anniversary, whatever, of the first flight. Hmm. And so they were like, Mars was really big. They were sending rovers and things to Mars. And they were like, one of you guys or girls in this aerospace engineering program here right next to Titusville is probably going to land on Mars. Whoa. And I'm like, boom, hmm. that is me. And then, you know, no one has done it, but I think not, not yet. I think we could I think we're in the appropriate age range. Where I think in our lifetime someone that we could maybe have gone to school with or You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's gonna be one. Somebody in our kind of age gap. Interesting. Is gonna land on Mars.
0: I think it's a generation behind. Mm. I mean I hope not, but We'll figure it out. Yeah. That'd be next week's <laughs> video. I'm done with my set. Oh well, yeah. You gonna start on the next one? No. No. Thank you Brandon for this cool little ghost. Look at that. These are fun. I like these little ships because like you take the minifig out and it looks like the ship. I mean it's pretty close and then when you put the minifig in it looks like a jokey little ship that's like totally miss sized. A <laughs> ship for ants. Yeah, but it's cool. Um
1: I'm going to have to work on this at home or we are never going to do uh, Voltron.
0: Oh, we're going to do Voltron. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you can work on it. Whatever. I mean, it's going to take a while regardless. Yep. <laughs> um. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, Movies?
1: Yeah. You want to talk about Ant-Man?
0: Yeah. Let's do Ant-Man. What did you think about Ant-Man? Yeah, Ant-Man it. and the Wasp. Second one.
1: Yeah. I liked it. I mean, it was it was fun and lighthearted and... It was nowhere near as heavy and, uh, like, weighty as Winter Soldier or as... Spoilers, by one. the
0: way, in case you haven't seen, yeah,
1: either of those. Yeah, it was it was fun and, and lighthearted, I think.
0: I really liked the first one mm-hmm. because I think it was totally different than any other of the Marvel movies so far. Like, it just had a different feel to it and it felt very, like, in in that world or in that universe that they're creating, it felt like the indie film of those movies, Hmm. you know, because it was like kind of off to the side. Yeah. Like this little criminal guy that was jokey and didn't really know what he was doing and just kind of happened into this thing. Um, And he didn't, you know, like get struck by lightning or get bitten by a spider or anything like that. He just happened to be in a place and whatever. So I really liked the first one and I liked the second one as well. It felt very much like they just, um they took the pattern from the first one and just put in new story elements, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying that like, mm-hmm. you know, it but did it, seem like a, a continuation. It didn't seem like it evolved at all. It maybe it doesn't have to. I'm not mm-hmm. you know, but right, that was that was gonna be my follow-up
1: question. Is that a good thing? Or is that playing on something that you already enjoyed?
0: I don't think they could do that a third time. Yeah. I think two Okay, you know, it's like you're comfortable with the the delivery of the jokes and like the, uh-huh. you know, I do think they did a better job of using his size or both of their size changes to the advantage of the story. Like that was in the first one, it was used a few times, mainly in the fight at the end. But um, in the second one, it was just like up oh, big, small, big, small, big, small. And it made it really fun for the camera to be going like in and out and, you know, doing all these different things. Uh, and I think it, it which is and, cool. It
1: added credence to his character that, like, his suit was messing up. And so, like, he's not a professional superhero. He just Mm kind of happened into this whole environment. Yeah. And so with his suit kind of messing up in random times that he was, you know, it was more of a character. The suit Hmm. itself was a character, which I thought was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. I like the the bad guy or the bad girl. I kind of did. But she was, like, so intense. Mm -hmm. It just felt like, like, have you not gotten over... Anything and maybe I well I don't know she did still like fade in and out of existence yeah but you know it was like I'm just still as angry as I was in the beginning when I was a kid I don't know did you like how Kyle Curtis is uh he's
1: skipping (laughs) comic book worlds
0: what what's he he's the editor at the Daily Planet oh this is one thing. I liked the movie, though, and my kids, we don't, we haven't shown my kids a, many of the uh, Marvel movies, because they're still pretty young, and it just, well, I'm not in a hurry, you know. They were at somebody's house one time, and they saw the original Ant-Man, and the boys did, or a couple of them did or something. They really liked it. And then after they saw it without us realizing it, we were like, oh, well, that's uh, that's a pretty good one. Like, that's, yeah. it's lighthearted, and it's kind of fun. It's a redemption didn't have much language, story. and um you know it's got a kid is kind of like one of the big parts of it and stuff so they we've watched it a few times since then and they still really love it so since we saw black panther and we knew it was really good we took them to that they loved that yep deacon and loved black Panther. yeah they my kids i think we might have even taken them twice in the theater which we've never done hmm. except for star wars we've taken them multiple times to star wars um anyway so now they're super excited about this second one So I'm going to take him this weekend. See it again. Cool. Yeah. Which is cool.
1: I was trying to find a movie that was out now that Deacon and I could watch. I didn't even think about it.
0: Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. We should have. I think it's a good one. So we have another segment we want to do. Yeah, we've been talking about. It's called Josh has never seen it. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to call it, but that's my jingle I just came up with. So there's a lot of movies that I see. It goes both directions. But I feel like mm-hmm. there are more movies that you have not seen that I have than the other way around. Which I don't really know why. I don't know either. And I could be totally off base. Hmm. I'm just using that as a way to have a segment. So have you ever seen Cloak and Dagger? No. Okay. I mean part the of this British is movie? like. A British No.
1: Like a British TV show or something? Okay. Uh, continue.
0: Maybe. So there's a comic book called cloak and dagger and it's not that mm-hmm. actually now there is a tv show called cloak and dagger this is a movie called cloak and dagger and it was from eighty four, eighty six, somewhere in there maybe i would have been two years old yeah so that's the thing we're, we're just enough different mm-hmm. difference in age to where some of the stuff that i remember as a young kid you were way too young to remember yep and then by the time you got to that age i was in the like preteen, yep. whatever you were just out of that phase right yeah um so this movie i don't know if it holds up it's been several years since i've seen it i think i i think i watched it like uh in the last 10 years but anyway it was about a little kid and it was the same kid that was in et okay okay it's the boy elliot Elliot. i I believe it was him and it starts out and he's like uh we're really into video games which at the time were Atari games 2600 games Mm -hmm. And so he would go to like this little, this store, like a gaming store where they had tabletop games and they had arcade games or, uh, you know, video games. And so there was, he would go in there and like, oh, I want to play the newest game, you know? And like, hey man, Pong is awesome, man. You know, was that kind of thing. So, and of course there was like a long haired, like scruffy looking dude who worked at the video game store. He was mm-hmm. like, hey, little bros, I got a new game so there's Winter this Spicoli. game <laughs> you fuzzy nerd um so do you ever hear that <laughs> okay a little break fast times at Ridgemont high you ever see that yeah Spicoli when it was edited for television oh that oh I have, I've seen it yeah, uh, yeah. yeah yeah so he's like hey you fuzzy nerd and he walks out of class anyway back to the story so there's, uh, he goes in to play this game, and it's this game, and the game is not called Cloak and Dagger, I don't think, but the character in it is named Jack Flack. Dabney Coleman plays Jack Flack, okay. which is not somebody you would expect to play a spy. But right. Jack Flack is like the super cool beret, beret wearing like leather jacket with the double-breasted like, you know, the cool 80s jacket. And uh, he's like the super spy with a mustache. Like a marty? Yeah, but so he's this character in this game and I feel like in a board game. I know I had a Cloak and Dagger board game when I was growing up that had a little die cast figure of this character Hmm. and in the movie his best friend was this die cast figure imaginary friend. Okay. so Jack Flack in this entire movie is an imaginary person, but the movie plays out like he's a real spy helping this kid through this weird thing. So this kid gets this game, and it turns out that there's an actual, like, it's been so long, it's like an actual Russian spy network thing. Somebody hid a secret microchip in a video game, and he picked it up because he wanted the new game, and now there's actual spies after him. Oh, cool. But it's about a game about spies, and then he has this imaginary friend spy that helps him get away from the real spies. I like it. And it's all in San Antonio, because they do this whole big thing about how they go through the... You know, there's like a river that runs through San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's a big sequence when he's on the boats in the river. And anyway, it's a cool movie. I don't know if it's like kid friendly. I kind of feel like it's not because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the spies kill people right in front of the kid. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was Most
1: like an- 80s movies in retrospect were not very kid friendly. Right. Yeah. Maybe
0: we were just super tough. <laughs> super tough. We're so tough. Anyway, it's a good one. And I do have it on DVD. So oh, if we cool. want to have a little viewing party. Okey-dokey. It may be horrible. <laughs> I don't really remember. But I, I loved it. As, I mean, I loved spy stuff as a kid. I love spy stuff now. So, oh, yeah. I was always super into, you know, James Bond and things like that. So that movie really hit. Um, I was right in that age group. And, it you know, it was about video games and it was about spy stuff and whatever. Yeah. Who's best James Bond? Ooh, but, uh... I, I broke him, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a whole episode. Okay, we'll save that, then. There's two for different reasons, but we'll save that. Okay. Cool? Yeah. All right, so next time you think of a movie that you think I have not seen, Mm -hmm. and we'll trade movie recommendations like that. I've probably seen it. I know, and that's what's not (laughs) fair.
1: Like, I have to think of, like, what is the weirdest foreign film or
0: indie Mm -hmm. movie that I've seen?
1: that I thought was impactful.
0: No, I don't watch those movies. So if you like, yeah, if you have some, you know, French film that was super meaningful, um, I probably haven't seen it. But if it's like an action adventure from the last 40 years, (laughs) I've probably seen it. (laughs) Anyway, so you think of that for next time. Okay, cool. I'm thinking we might need more cameras. Mm-hmm. So that we have, I don't know how we'll lay it out in the video, but having like a top down view of what we're working on might be good. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you can see what we're doing if I hold it up, but even then it's kind of small. And if there was like a top down right here. Yeah. So if you're watching the video and you think we should have more cameras or a different view or something, let us know. Cause we're just trying to figure this out. We don't know what we're doing. I've only done uh, 176 episodes of podcasts before. Well, actually, more than that. But it's a different thing. It's whole, yeah, totally it different. Be, what a uh,
1: hundred and with all the other ones, 112 maybe.
0: Mm. Oh, the other ones like being on other people's mm-hmm. shows. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I have a bunch.
1: Okay, so I had
0: an idea for uh, a segment. Okay.
1: It's called pros and cons. Pros and cons. A pro or con. Either way, it's a working title. So, okay,
0: go ahead. So a
1: lot of people want to know a lot more about you in particular. So I've come up with a bunch of random topics. (laughs) And I want to know whether you are either pro or con without a whole lot of backstory. Uh, If you want to add a backstory quickly, that's fine. Okay. But pro or con. And let me see where it is. So I have to pick one? Well, it's your stance on the thing. Okay. So for example, I'll go ghost hunting. (laughs) so whether or not you agree with it think it's a thing you are either you find it favorable or you do not find it favorable so but i I can
0: i can explain why i think that or i I just have to say yes or no that's what's fun about it um because
1: if it's really deep and you think you may get in trouble you could just move on you con and just move on okay so one of them was ghost hunting
0: ghost hunting um I don't know. and I would say pro for the sake of keeping someone occupied that you need to keep occupied
1: what? <laughs> that's pro like animal torture or murder no, it's, what
0: no it's not Well,
1: then you gotta do something might as well go out and rob a store
0: no I mean like okay here's a few Do you find thing. it a
1: legit practice ghost hunting no pro or con okay no manscaping (laughs)
0: uh i don't i don't know that i actually know the true definition of that
1: do you or do you find it favorable or are you okay with or whatever positive attributes you can acquire to trimming hair that is not on your head
0: oh now i understand it um Cleaning yourself up. I don't see any reason for that at all. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Auto-tune. No, no. There's a really interesting, uh, I think it was a radio lab about Mm auto-tune, where it came from. Yep. And Um, that's why as a musician, yeah, I felt like maybe you would think it would have its place. No, it does not have its place. OK, I think it was used well, originally it was used as an effect, not as a way to fix or to take the, the talent out of vocal stuff. Now it's used very differently. I mean, I, you know, you could use it sparingly. It, it, it's like if you use something, if you use autotune it at 10%, then it's fixing. And I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but like, yeah, yeah, whatever if you use it at 90% it's an effect cuz mm-hmm. it's so over the top and it's so past like reality that then it's like putting a distortion pedal on somebody's voice it's the yep. same and and i like that i like affecting things that sound unnatural for the sake of like getting a certain vibe or you know fleshing out like a a big wall of sound or something and you have to fill in the frequency gaps and i like that but just as a way to like avoid having to learn how to sing which is how it's used most of the time No. Okay. No. Stop it.
1: I am anti-autotune as well. Yeah. I like it to sound a little sloppy. If you're sloppy, make it sound sloppy. Own it.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, think about all the singers. Mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Amazing guitar. I would say the best guitarist to ever live. Not a very good singer, but he sang Mm -hmm. all the time throughout his entire career, and it was sloppy, and it was a little bit off-key, and it was breathy, and... But, dude... Like, who cares? It's is Jimi Hendrix, you know? Yep. Bob Dylan. Horrible voice. Horrible. He's the worst. <laughs> but it's Bob Dylan, right? And he has a very unique way to be bad that's good. not bad. But he has a unique, non-traditional way to, to be really successful and to get the thing across that he's trying to get across. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Autotune. <laughs> Over easy eggs. I don't even know what that is. It's an egg that's cooked that has a runny yolk. Uh, no, I mean I I would eat it I guess, but it's not something I would. Well, ask for. Some
1: people are like adamant against. I it. think it's disgusting.
0: If it was cold, that feel like that would be pretty disgusting. Mm. But I guess I, it doesn't sound good to me. But I would eat it if it was in front of me. And I it was cold. Food. That would
1: have. It's like the consistency of like bubble solution. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Gross. <That'd> be weird. <laughs> I'll say no, just because it's not something I would ask for. I love it. I'm pro super pro. Really?
1: So it's, uh, we have to hmm. set the record straight here on on this venue. OK. Pineapple on pizza. Oh, my gosh. No.
0: Yes, I am pro heavy pro. Well, you're wrong. I Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd say no. And And the thing is, I don't it's not it's not pizza. I don't fruit pie pie no 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 I love pineapple it's one of my favorite fruits cold Mm -hmm. I don't like and it's not like I hate it but there are very few foods where I'm like I will not eat that but there's many things that I'd be like well if I don't have to eat it I probably won't eat it you know it's not a big deal Uh, cooked pineapple on ham or on pizza or on any of the, you know, like the weird sandwiches that have like chicken mm-hmm. and pineapple or whatever. It's just like hot pineapple just doesn't do it for me.
1: Grilled pineapple where it's like caramelized yeah, a little bit? No, mm. It just
0: doesn't. I like I, it. I, I really like fruit. And I like fruit like off the tree or like, you know, okay. fruit. Yep. Not
1: In its purest form. Yeah, <laughs> not
0: messed with fruit. Mm. Yep. Oh, where'd you go? Uh,
1: dream interpretation or psychics. Psychic. Those are different things. Okay, we'll do psychics. Uh no. Cause that leads into the motorcycle story. The motorcycle story. That we were talking oh, about. The other yeah. Day. Okay. okay. So i and say psychics, pro or con. Con. Okay. I am also, I think it's I think it's fake. Okay. But my mom back in the day went to some psychic for something stupid. She was a very religious woman, and it surprised me that she even did it. Hmm. So she came back and told us about it. And so I have an older brother. And she was like, The lady told me that one of you guys is gonna die in a motorcycle accident. Good grief. I'm like, well, that sucks because, like, I want to ride a motorcycle. Hmm. And so I had this. I'm like, well, that's that's just cockamamie and ridiculous, and I'm not going to pay attention to that. Right. Then my brother started riding the bike. I'm like, well, if I ride a motorcycle, that increases my chances by, like, 50% that this woman is right. <laughs> and I, like, I don't want her to be right because I think it's crap. Yeah. But in the same, like, in that huh. stupid, irrational part of my brain, I'm like... Mm, you could just eliminate all chances by not riding a motorcycle
0: right I, okay or take a gamble or maybe you're not the one riding the motorcycle that dies in the motorcycle crash bum, bum, bum.
1: so we just have to ride my you're brother just and like, i would have to ride everywhere together no
0: no no you're like walking down the street and a motorcycle runs into you and kills you you still died Ooh. in a motorcycle crash or you're in a car, or you know. I mean, mm. that is mm. the explanation for how ridiculous that tuff, that stuff is. Oh yeah, it's it's super ridiculous because you can twist any yeah any situation to be like, oh well, that's kind of what I was going towards. The the oh, there's a person with a shirt, and the shirt will have sleeves. I'm seeing a six
1: or <laughs> or a
0: or blue <laughs> or yeah, not to make fun of people who are into it. Whatever, believe what you want.
1: No dream interpretation um so that by that there is some logical reason that you have dreams where you feel like you're falling or there is some like universal truth like ooh if you dream that your teeth are falling out that means something
0: i don't think that there are any like if you dream this then that means this mm-hmm. but i do think like your dreams come from your brain they're generated by the the thing that runs your life that is in that is aware of everything about you the interactions you have, the things you care about, the history you've been through, it's all in that one place. And that's also the thing that controls your dreams. Mm -hmm. So to me, it makes a lot of sense that you could have some interpretation from the perspective of like, uh, your brain is thinking about this or it's dealing with this and this particular dream is the way that you've, it's figured out how to manifest its, its thoughts or its worries or its anxiety or whatever. So, I mean, I think, I think you could probably pull some, some truth and some like uh, indication yeah. out of a dream, but I don't think it's like you dream that you were falling and we know from history that that means that mm-hmm. all of your chickens will die.
1: <laughs> the thing about like your, your teeth falling out. Is
0: that a thing? Yeah. You're a dream where your teeth fall out. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. It's weird. It's just, I, I don't know. I've had dreams where my teeth fall out. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my teeth are okay.
0: And then someone's
1: I remember hearing something. that was like, oh, you you fear your mortality and that's why. I'm like, what's the most vague and kind of... Of course I do. Yeah, really? Like, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Um, but there are, there are people that have these kind of absolutes. Like, if you have these dreams where you're being chased by something, then it means something else. So,
0: I mean, I could see maybe that there are things that if you're being chased then maybe that is a common indication that you feel like you are a a certain thing or you're in a certain way or you have this certain pressure on you. Maybe that is kind of universal because it happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But like to nail it down to like, oh, was it a coyote? (laughs) Or a wolf that was chasing you because it matters. One means you don't eat enough vegetables and the other means you really need to pee. Mm. It's one of those things. I did have a dream when I was a kid that... um, where I was falling. And it was a total physical manifestation because I fell out of my bed. See some people like <laughs> like, you, like I rolled over and I had it and I can still picture it dude I was on top of this like skyscraper and I was doing <laughs> something over there and I like roll I'm laying on top of a skyscraper and I rolled over the edge and I'm looking down going oh no like this is it. And I woke up and my face hit the floor and Ooh. I rolled off the side of the bed. <clears throat> and so of course your body's like can feel, you know, how your ears are moving and the you get so and yep. stuff. You, yeah, you feel that change and your body's like I think pretty quick to generate imagery around time to die when, <laughs> when you're asleep. I also had a dream. Um, remember I was talking about the raccoons? Yep. So the the um drapes with the raccoons on them. They had a bunch mm-hmm. of animals. It weren't just raccoons. They were they were like white drapes with trees Kind of tree that went up through it, and there were raccoons at the bottom. There were owls in the tree. Okay. Never been afraid of owls. Owls are whatever. They're owls. So I had this dream, but I was awake. So i laying in the bed in the dream. Awake. Dreamed
1: that you were awake, or dreamed? I dreamed you were awake.
0: that I was awake. Okay. So I was asleep, but in the dream I was laying in my bed. Got it. Where I was actually laying, looking up at the room, and the window was on my left, with the shades, with the curtains. And an owl peeled, and I can still see it, the owl peeled off the drape, flat, (laughs) like a decal, peeled off, flew out to the right in the center of my bed, and turned towards me and went pure gold. And then just went like, (coughs) like like right in my face, like,
1: you almost got me there,
0: like, and I woke up as it was like hitting my face or on top of me and I jumped out of my bed and ran down the hall and was beating on my parents' door. Wow! Just like ah ah! It terrified me, and I'm not. I'm not, like it didn't make me scared of owls or uh-huh. anything like that. But, but it was say, just got to like get Bobby
1: more out. Such
0: a weird thing, and I can still see all of it. Wow! And that thing because it came off the thing real slow and it got right in the middle of the bed and it turned and then it was all of a sudden like it was just shiny gold, and then came like at my the ghost face. from Ghostbusters. That might have been it. Because it was around timeline,
1: the, I think matches up.
0: It was around the same time that we saw Ghostbusters and it gave me nightmares for mm-hmm. a while. And I do remember getting up out of bed, not in that kind of a frantic, but getting up and going to my parents room. And, and they, it was like never I was never one to like sleep in their bed or like. Right. Um, but I don't know how old I was when Ghostbusters came out, but I do remember we saw it in the theater and it, it scared me quite a bit for a while. I don't know when the timeline was there. I
1: don't remember cuz I remember seeing it too. I don't remember I saw it in the theater, but I remember seeing it really young and I remember it scaring me. Yeah. And then they made the cartoon version, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. And that was okay. But I I remember wondering like how is this the
0: same as that yeah. thing? Yeah. They had to tone it down a lot. Yeah. Uh, our kids ask cuz Hawk really likes ghost stuff. Yeah. And he's like, "I really want to watch Ghostbusters. I won't be scared." And I'm like, "Dude, you will pee your pants." You will be terrified.
1: Deacon bought Ghostbusters two with his birthday money out of the bin at Walmart.
0: Really? Did you let him watch it? Yeah. He didn't get freaked out. No. Wow.
1: I was surprised. He was he was looking through movies, and I was expecting you know, some Ninjago stuff or some little cartoony thing that yeah. he's seen. And he's like, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, it's Ghostbusters 2. He's like, "I want to buy this." I was I like, "Are the you story sure of that one?" Well, so the Ghostbusters two is they. They save the day. They start off and like they're doing birthday parties because they're kind of washed up because they just worked themselves out of a job. Right. But then I thought that that one was scary, too. And then like Vigo from the painting, like kidnapped the oh, baby. Oh, yeah. I had a thing when I was a kid that if huh. there was a baby in it and people were mean to the baby, I was not having it. Really? Labyrinth did not like that movie as a kid because they were like going to hurt this baby. Yeah. Witches, you ever see witches? Don't think I saw it. Witches, I had a baby in this bassinet thing, and it was rolling down a hill huh. toward the water. Freaked me out. The same thing, like Vigo was gonna hurt the baby. I wasn't having it. Crazy, Deacon didn't care. Really? Yeah, it's at the house.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Willow, you ever seen Willow? I have seen Willow. It freaked me out as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, because they were messing with the baby in that movie yeah? too. Right? That's what yeah. made me think of it. yes, yeah. yes. It was huh? along the same lines, and I was like, "There was a, a stretch in time of like a bunch of movies just kind of defaulting to like, let's hurt babies.
0: <laughs> That's suspenseful. Huh. Josh is going to love that. Well, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in all the movies at the time, and like, well, we can't beat up the main guy anymore. Let's just hurt babies <laughs> no,
1: instead. You got any babies left
0: over? <laughs> Look who's talking just wrapped. Just give, give me all yeah. those babies. Yeah, that kid's out of work. I'm going to put that kid in the movie. What were we talking about? Pros and cons. Pros and cons. <laughs> No, 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 we were on to something else. We were talking about Al, I don't know, whatever.
1: Oh, I had a dream where I died. Really? Quite vividly.
0: I thought that couldn't happen.
1: uh, False. Okay. All right. No, it's deep. It's deep for me. Okay. So when I was in the army, Mm -hmm. flying in helicopters, doing all kinds of stuff, had a dream. that The helicopter went kind of crazy. It went sideways, and I fell out. And I was falling. Mm Mm-hmm and I approached the trees and I remember thinking as I was falling in this dream like yep this is how I die hmm. and then like the trees and then boom I'm in this big white room and there's just this guy over in the corner with like just regular old just white suit just kind of hanging out staring at me like and I could tell he was waiting for me to like come to grips with what was going on crazy and I looked around and I remember like okay so I'm dead and I look at the guy and he's just kind of like Looking at me with a super chill face. I'm like, So so am I dead? He goes, Yeah.
0: Whoa.
1: I'm like, so what now? He goes, I don't know, what do you want to do? I'm like, I, I wanna be with my family. He's like, All right. And then I was in this restaurant that we used to go to when where my grandparents lived, and I'm at this big table and like I'm the first person there. And then people just start like trickling in. My mom shows up grandmother shows up then like a bunch of other people i don't really remember but like those two stand out yeah my mom dies in 2009 my grandmother dies like a couple months later dang and even before then some friends of mine crash in a helicopter in that spot and the guy that i knew was not in the helicopter when it crashed yeah i'm like where was he they're like he was found like a certain distance away i'm like did he fall out they're like we don't know and oh. I'm like, it has broken me in some weird Dang. existential kind of ways. And so, like, was I in heaven? So, I don't know. Weird. But I was, like,
0: I don't know. It was very... So, that was, that was while you were in the army, mm-hmm. while you were flying, mm-hmm. like, in just one of the days in between you doing your work.
1: Yep. And I went and I talked to my friend mm-hmm. about it. And I was really stupid. So, I'm like, yo, I'm going to form my own religion because I know what heaven's like. And he's like, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then, like, a week later they crash whoa it was super trippy and like like you're talking about how vivid it is like it was super plain but i guess it was the intensity like i just died and i yeah. feel like i'm meeting what i guess my representation of god is and like yeah. i could paint you a picture of that whole thing and i'm like wow, i guess this is just what happens and then like little pieces kind of started happening so no psychic mean? no dream interpretation because i don't know what it means it's just a weird coincidence that was extremely vivid i'm like man
0: huh this, yeah. Wow. It gotcha. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> I can't follow that with anything. Oh, no, I don't know what it
1: means, but it's like, all right. Well, I guess that's kind of how that goes down.
0: Huh? I've always heard that thing where you can't die in your dreams. Obviously, that's Heck true. no.
1: i I died the crap out of that dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why that would even make sense that you couldn't die in your dreams. Mm. It's like just one of those things people have always made up, I guess. Whoa. Okay, do we have any more pros and cons? I
1: don't remember. No. No. Uh, let me see if I have. Uh... Nope, that's all I had. Cool. All right, you got anything else? Because I got to go, go do a thing with YouTube oh, right. people. you got to go do that. Yeah. I'm going to continue my professional development <laughs> out here um, <laughs> so that we can get better at the algorithm. Uh, that sounds like business. Yep. Yep. It's work. Work. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, my performance evaluation is coming up soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take all this apart, spread the parts <laughs> all over the shop, and you have 50 minutes to find them all and put them back together. That's gonna be your performance evaluation. That
1: sounds kind of fun, actually. <laughs> sounds horrible.
0: Mm. All right, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at thepiworkshop.com, and both of us at stuffcom and rup. on Twitter and on Instagram and on all of the things that all the things. Yep. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you like hearing us jabber about movies and toys and books and dad stuff, Dad stuff. Uh, patreon.com slash I like to make stuff would be an awesome thing for you to show us that you like this. Also, commenting and sharing and all that stuff is really cool. Cool? Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.